Support for this podcast and the following message come from music in our homeschool. There are so many reasons to include the fine arts in your homeschool, and Gina's passion is to make it both easy for you as a mom and enriching for your child. Learn more about a convenient and engaging way to provide a fine arts credit for your high schooler at BreakthroughHomeschooling.com slash music in our homeschool. Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, the happy homeschooler, and I'm here once again with the lovely Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. So, ladies and gents, we're going to talk today about um, not curriculum, but more a little bit about courses, and more specifically, some great electives. Um, because we all know that, yes, math is important and writing, reading and writing is important and some of the sciences are important. But let's mix it up a bit um, because you never know what talent or skill that you're going to happen upon when you present your your kids with more and more options of things to do in life. Um, and so we're we're going to talk through sort of back and forth some of the electives that we've used or that friends of ours have used with their kids that have been really amazing and really enhanced the whole homeschooling experience. Mm-hmm. So Pat's going to start off today. Okay. Again. What I want to point out too is that there's really good reasons to have electives. And I think if you're pursuing a lifestyle of learning, you want to give good thought to your electives. We had an episode recently about uh, doing fine arts, and I was really blown away by the breadth of topics and choices that you have that your student, you can consider for fine arts subjects. And it's really the same thing with electives. I mean, electives, for one, really round out your student's education, help them to be a well-rounded individual. Sometimes electives can introduce them to a future career possibility. Uh, you know, you never never know what's going to happen with that. And um, and finally, I think they you know they really help develop interests, talents, or gifts that your kids have. So I don't think it's prudent. I guess I could say to toss out electives or let your kids choose and whatever, and just take them lightly. I, I think they're call for some thought and intentionality with them. And I also want to mention, like, what I've noticed as adults, um, you hear a lot of things nowadays about self-care, which is really important. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people going through anxiety and stress. And one of the things that's recommended always is to have a pastime or something that gives you joy, Mm -hmm. a little bit of time for yourself, a little bit of time off from the busyness of life. And a lot of times, some of these electives can introduce your kids to something that they might enjoy as a pastime later in life. So it's another huge reason to think about carefully what might be a great fit with your own kids. 
Yeah, absolutely, Tracy. Mental health is nothing to minimize. It's not a laughing matter. We do need to take care of ourselves. And and teaching our kids how to do that in high school through electives. Wow. I mean, that's a great, that's a great learning opportunity right there. Yeah. Okay, so you asked me to get started. I, I actually, and I'm not going to go through the whole whole thing, but I actually have a list of it's over 25 creative electives for your high school team. Some of them they may already be doing. Now, the, the one one caveat I want to say about electives is when you're finally working on your, your teen's transcript or, or st- program of study, don't include something they're doing for a for a regular course as also as an elective. You can't double. So if you're if your student is doing dance, a lot of times people use uh, dance and movement, uh, gymnastics and stuff as PE credits. Well, you can't use it as a PE credit and an elective. So I'm just going to. You know, if you have teenagers in high school, that's something you need to keep in mind. So just throw that no one out. No double dipping. No double dipping. That's right. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> in any situation. <laughs> that good. <laughs> so some of them, the, the one that got me started on this was actually, uh, and it's, it was the first elective on my list here, is auto mechanics. Because our oldest son was obsessed with cars, like obsessed with them. And he wanted to be Formula One race dri- car driver. That was like his goal in life. Well, that's really expensive to try to, <laughs> you know, prepare, prepare the first. So we, th- but we thought, well, we can nurture his interest in cars and stuff, you know, like so. So he delved into. He did a lot of research on cars. He he worked with my husband working on the car. So he did a lot of hands-on stuff on just car repair, learning how things work and function and stuff. He read a lot of magazines and for the writing component of the elective. I had him do reports, you know, or summaries of things like that. He did a lot of research on biographies of famous race car drivers and inventions that were car related. And I'm I'm hesitating because this was like 20 years ago. So, you know, it's it's pulling things out of my out of my head for this one. But he so he did a lot and we he really did enough that we were able to give him two semesters of credit for we call it auto mechanics one or and auto mechanics too, or something like that. There was something much more creative. My husband was very good at coming up with creative names for our electives, you know. Now he is not a mechanic right now. He is a very busy videographer. However, he has a car project in his in his garage. You know, he works on on their cars for the family. Uh, he still watches and goes to races. And that is an example too of a skill that he is, is both practical and it is his relaxation kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. It's a and, and here in Canada, I just before this podcast, I was talking to Pat saying, oh, we're expecting our first freezing rain um, today. And we have to change from summer tires to winter tires mm-hmm. here. And so I'm like, oh, I was planning to do it this weekend. So ooh, I'm a little uh, behind, but I'm going to do it this weekend with my son. We're going to do the and, you know, he knows how to do his tar. So we kind of do our two cars together. And what a great skill to have because, you know, you could bring it to someone to do it, but it costs more money to do it that way. So to be able to, you know, change your own tires, that's a great skill. So and, and what a ministry, too, because I'm sure there are like, you know, widows or, uh, you know, single people out there who maybe couldn't afford it. Or, you know, for whatever reason, you can offer to do that, too, as a ministry, like if you yeah. have that skill. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so I love that image of you and your son working together doing. This. Well, it's kind of me going, 
I can't get this bolt off. And then he's like, move aside, mom. <laughs> so maybe that'll make it a little more real for you. And I roll the tire over. But anyway. I'm yeah, because now I can relate because that's what it would be like for me. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, like you're starting with that elective. I think, you know, your kids knowing what to do with their car. You know, oh, yeah. Change flat tire, whatever. Really important. Yeah. So one of the ones I like to think about um, is... Uh, music. And and I mean, a lot of times we think, oh, yeah, a lot of times we introduce music to our kids. But my son, when he was younger, was the most, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he was very uncoordinated when he was really young in terms of music. So if we are clapping to a beat, he would not be on the beat or even the half beat. (laughs) It would be somewhere in between. Okay. But, but, um, But what was interesting is uh, we decided to take piano and it was done in a group um, setting. So there were mm-hmm. between four and six kids and the parents attended with the kids. And in this wonderful class, um, the teacher would do a combination of learning the key, like the keyboard of the piano, a combination of rhythm work with rhythm instruments, a combination of writing music, a combination of um, coming up with lyrics. There was a bunch of elements and it would change like every couple of minutes you were doing something different. You were sitting at the keyboard and then you're up doing something different and then you were singing a song. So it was a lot of fun. And I'm, you know, I'm all about fun and learning. So my my son, who's my eldest and my daughter, they took this course together for three years. And my son's, um, within a couple months, I noticed that his overall coordination and rhythm improved dramatically just by virtue of the music, which Mm. it helped a lot of other things besides just, you know, the fingers on the keyboard. And he actually recognized it in himself as well. So, you know, he wasn't the one who was going to be, you know, the pianist or or anything like that. It was more my daughter. But he loved the class because it was fun and it really helped him with just some other things that were a struggle for him. So, you know, if if you're thinking, oh, music, whatever, like make sure you get into I, I really suggest when they're young, the group classes can be a lot more fun, like music and movement and that rather than the one on one with the teacher, which is a little more discipline in that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, of course, you have a child that, you know, shows an aptitude like that really young but I, I I can't say enough about the music all of our yeah. kids did music of some form and um it, it just helped yeah. in a lot of other things so and, and I'm going to include the link to that episode that I did where uh, uh, I interviewed um music in our homeschool uh, Gina Mayo and she talked about I could not believe the list of music and fine arts related electives that you could do. So this is something, but I also want to say what you're talking about um, with Kent was, is an example of music therapy, which was my degree in college. So I was, it's real exciting to hear you talk about that. (laughs) Music does have a big, big influence on a lot of other things besides just, you know, music learning. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's really great. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so let's see some other uh, electives. Well, you're, if are your kids do you, 
do your kids babysit childcare. You can make, you can turn that into an elective. The, the actual babysitting can be part of either a volunteer or hands-on or work study, however you want to call it component. You can couple that with, uh, they could be studying or reading and learning about the particular ages of, of the kids that they're babysitting, combine that with learning styles, what kind of activities are relevant. You could make an, a beautiful elective that you and your team could be using very practically. I, I wanted to add to that, like um, my youngest daughter had really enjoyed babysitting, really loves kids. And she would go over, and again, I had initiated this. We had made sort of like a Tupperware briefcase we had. <laughs> and she would go over with all kinds of supplies, craft supplies, coloring, crafts, whatever. So before she would go over to babysit somewhere, she would think, okay, what are the age of the kids? What kind of things do I want to put in there? So they loved her. And a couple of people she babysat for, the parents would say, we always call you first because Aww. we know you're going to come over and she would entertain them in mm -hmm. some way. So it wasn't just going over and, you know, watching them watch TV or whatever. It was, she was really engaged and, and had, you know, her, her kit and stuff. So she became like one of the, you know, she loved it and the kids loved it. So well, it was a great, great skill. She put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and there's a lot of learning going on, not only uh, on her part, but you know, when she's working with the kids, whether or not it's intentional or, or, you know, cognizant, we know that there's a lot of learning that comes through play, which we, you had that great interview with CoCab talking about yes. play and how that incorporated. That's great. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Well, in the South, we have, uh, I don't know if, of the United States, I don't know if they're in the North because I have been gone so long, but we have a lot of things, a lot of uh, opportunities to do battle reenactments. And that is an example of something that you can incorporate into a uh, history. You can put that right into a history program, self-designed or student-designed, or you can make it part of a theater or drama elective, but, but battle reenactments are really big in the South. And there's a lot of research that goes into them. Uh, the clothes and artillery and the area, I mean, everything is really researched. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that goes into, into doing them. And they're wonderful opportunities to meet. If your student is either, you know, drama oriented or history oriented, those are uh, something you can build, build, a, build something around, build a, an elective around. I, I never thought of that. That's yeah. a great one. That's yeah. really good. We would do a lot of plays and stuff, but I never thought of a battle arena. Boy, my son would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. my girls would have loved that too. <laughs> hey, really, there's everybody there. And the really cool thing about it too is, you know, when we talk about the S word, socialization, uh, yeah. they are interacting with people of all uh, ages, you know, walks of life and everything. You'd be amazed at how many different different types of people and kinds of people are interested in that. And 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 they all look at each other as peers. Like if you're if you're interested enough that you want to be there, they're not gonna they're not condescending. They're not gonna talk you down. They're like, wow, this is cool. You want to do this? Okay. And they pull you right into the group. It's really a very uh really very family oriented, which is kind of ironic because they're reenacting a war right. <laughs> a battle. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it is different. So that's one a, thing. a cooperative exercise. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, the other one I wanted to mention, mention is I know, you know, everybody out there has a phone now. And most, most kids walking yes. around have a phone. But one year, one of my friend's daughters had asked her mom for a good camera for Christmas. She said, I don't want anything else. 
I've researched it and I would really like this particular camera. So her, her parents got her this camera for Christmas. And then she mostly through YouTube videos Mm -hmm. learned all the features like, you know, how to make your background blurred, how to do. And so she played around with this camera. She loved it so much that she went to university college and I think she was in media or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff that she was able to use her camera. Well, she ended up on an internship, I think in Spain, where she met her now husband. Oh, my God. (laughs) So they live in Spain, married, have their first little baby, and they run a wedding photography business. And they do these gorgeous pictures of all these amazing sites in Spain. And so it started as, you know, getting the camera. They were able to use that as an elective photography elective but she it just took off and that's her career and they love it and I just love watching their posts because they'll post the you know the engagement photos or and they are spectacular and they have all these neat lighting effects and they'll use fans and most of them are the outdoor with unbelievable settings so I just think it's just amazing how you know it started out as a special elective and a special camera so Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, photography is definitely one of one of the ones I have on my list, too, because that could, uh, as you talk about just now, describe that can open up a lot of doors, a lot of different opportunities. Um, another one that I have is business related is anything on either entrepreneurial and you can call it entrepreneur studies or work study. The difference being that uh, work study, if your student has a job and they are working uh, hours and have to learn how to balance schoolwork, uh, you know, studies, um, following up with with schoolwork and things like that, and working, any kind of social life they're going to have. They're learning a lot of time management skills. They're learning how to get to work on time. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. You can easily give them at least a half a credit for a work study if they are if they're starting a business. If they, you know, you feel you see that they're like entrepreneurially or minded you can give them a credit for that, you know, have them work on a business, have them keep records and everything and have a paper trail of what they're doing so that you could include it in a transcript, have justification for it. But this is a great time. You know, they are home with you. You can help them, guide them through this, uh, or you can get contacts, you know, to have them talk to people or, you know, uh, apprenticeship with somebody and give them credit for that. It's a very practical type of elective and they'll feel you know that satisfaction of not only having it you know helping them get their high school credit to 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 graduate but really having something solid once they uh once they do graduate yeah absolutely our our middle daughter um was teaching music I think I've mentioned before when Mm -hmm. she was 11 and then built this whole business out of it so we did give her an um a credit for entrepreneurship so she had you know she did her own receipts she got you know, then we had her do her taxes. Her dad helped her with her taxes just as she was, you know, building her business and, yeah. you know, from start to finish. So she spent so much time doing that was like, and, and now she is her own entrepreneur running her own <laughs> online um, music business. So it's, it's, it's amazing the little things that you think, okay, well, we'd like, but they just grow into something else. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, another one I wanted to mention was, and it might seem obvious, but um, languages. Mm-hmm. And I know usually, I know in Canada, they have to take a language 
uh, course. So I'm talking on top of. So for us in Canada, usually uh, we have to learn French because that's the uh, French and English are the two like main languages in Canada. But I know um, what's interesting is what you can do sign language. I think um, Pat, you said your your daughter's mm-hmm. doing sign language. So that's another one you can use as a as an elective and. And also, if if as a family you want to visit a particular country, or even if your child is researching a particular country, if you can link it to something they're already doing or interested in, and then choose the language of that country, mm. again, they'll be more motivated to do it. But there's so many like apps. I, Duolingo is a really popular mm-hmm. one um, that a lot of kids use here. And that one, they have to do so, so much every day on it. Um, to keep the app going um so again i you know learning a language it's so much easier now than it used to be <laughs> i know <laughs> so much available to to the kids and us so yeah, yeah. okay well this one i'm going to throw out and with trepidation uh but getting involved in political campaigns i am not going to go uh i'm not going to beat that, you know, or pursue that too much for your, my friends in the States, our friends in the States, but uh, really working on a political campaign gives you amazing insight into the process and into our government. And really, I think if you're doing a civics class in your homeschool and you are able to, to do that, to have your student involved in that, uh, you really should try to do that. We had, um, our co-op had the opportunity this was years back. We had a local hometown guy who was running for a state office and invited our group, the high schoolers, to come and help, uh, you know, man phones and, and, and make phone calls and stuff like that. And then he came and talked to them. And like we read about his we, in, in advance, we had learned about his his attitude about certain topics so that when we showed up for the phone to work on the phone bank and he came to talk with us, like I was so amazed, like some of our kids had really intelligent questions to ask him because they had they knew where he was, you know, stood on things and they wanted to really delve into that. And it was an amazing experience. Politics is very div- divisive right now, but I don't think that it's a reason to shelter or shield our kids or stick our head in the sands because we really, really need future leaders who are intelligent, know how to think, know how to engage, uh, know how to have a conversation without name calling. And I'll just leave that there. And this is a, it's a great opportunity. Your kids as teenagers are old enough to do this kind of stuff and, and really should be being engaged on that level. So that's, that's my public service announcement as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, piggybacking on that, one of the courses that we ran in a co-op, but you don't have to do it as part of a co-op. You can do it with a handful of kids in your home is debating. Oh, and this one is just such a great thing. And it's as simple as, you know, we would ask the kids, what, topics would you like to debate so they'd come back and come up with their own Mm -hmm. and um then we'd say okay well which side are you more leaning towards and they'd tell you and they'd say okay now we're going to get you to take the opposite view right and you got to go away and you got to come up with 
reasons why to try and convince someone why you review and then we'd have you know the other students kind of rate them on how how they did and again you know and it's it's teaching them not arguing but it's teaching them how to use facts to influence and and to communicate with others I think it's a wonderful wonderful skill to have absolutely Um, you can use it in any setting I know the kids love that class and the the lady that was um, teaching it she was just amazing at bringing out the best in the kids she Mm -hmm. she was more like a facilitator Mm -hmm. for the class but um, I know my kids said they love that class so much and my son does not like um, debate or conflict or stuff and he loved that class well here's here's the thing that um i think i know i really didn't understand prior to my kids we had a debate program too like in in our co-op and i was thinking debate is not being argumentative debate is not na 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 kind of thing you know debate is really going and researching i mean or it should be (laughs) effective debate and authentic debate is researching the issue you know, knowing what you're talking about and so that you're not just giving your opinion, which may or may not be, you know, accurate or educated uh, or informed. Um, But it's really knowing the issues as opposed to teens. And I'm sorry, teens, this this is I'm casting a dispersion here, but uh, it's not just being argumentative. You know, and I know that some of our teens went into it thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, we get to fight, you know, kind of thing. You know, we get to argue, but it's that's not it. You know, there's a lot more work to it. And it is a skill. Yeah. So another one, anything to do with technology. So I think things like coding, uh, web design, robotics. I know a lot of kids are into the Minecraft. There's a lot of thought that has to go into that. Yeah, build the, the cities and get things to work and that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. You, there's also, I know my son started, he wanted to learn how to program, bought mm-hmm. himself his own book with some um, birthday money he got and was able to teach himself to start coding when he was 12 or 13, something oh. like that. Um, but again, he's he was able to take, you know, some time each day and work through a book to, you know, build a little program or whatever. So that's a great skill. And I mean... In today's uh, world, we're all online, whether we like it or not, the virtual world is huge and there are many, many jobs in that field. Another one that I uh, thought of was uh, anything visual design or interior design. There are online courses that will teach teach that uh, too, if you want to get some like bona fide training on it, but that can all be part of the elective program that you put together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. One Christmas, we bought my daughter a sewing machine, and this great, nice lady from our church, who's her adult um, daughter, owns a dance studio, huge dance studio in the Toronto area. And so this lady and her friend would make all the costumes for all the recitals at the end of the year. So she was very talented. So she um, said that none of her, uh, you know, grandkids that were interested in learning the art and she'd love to have my daughter over once a week so for a year and a half uh, my daughter Brooke went over and my daughter now has made costumes for people she can sew almost anything just recently she bought herself the whole she had saved up money to buy herself you know the form where you put the material and do the actual Mm -hmm. and she's it's amazing what she's been able to do and you know it right now it's more of a like something a hobby that she really enjoys like she just loves and 
you know, when COVID started, she was making masks for everybody and like sewing. And so anyways, that, that has been a wonderful, wonderful add on to her life. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. We'll include the link to the, that list of, uh, creative electives in the show notes, as well as the link to the episode that we did on the fine arts, because there's a lot of electives uh, in that episode as well that you could come up with. So I think you should, if you have a high schooler by now, you should be able to have some idea about what are some electives that, you know, that are really uh, uh, productive and useful for your teen and in in a lot of different ways. I want to mention one more Home Depot or there's another one called Reno um, and what they do is they have these classes that you can attend on site and it's how to do hardwood how to do welding how to paint how to choose your and so um, and they have them like ongoing and they're all free you just you know I think you sign up in advance and you you go in Um, so those are a great skill that your kids can attend I think the to make them the most worthwhile, though, you should follow up with a little project that they can actually take what they've learned in that thing and and come and, you know, do it at home or or, or something. But um, and I just want to mention that because they I, I was just like, oh, this is like all this free training of, you know, like even how to paint a room, you know, mm-hmm. like how do you what how do you wash your brush do you need to wash your brush do you need to put primer like so they have all these like you know 45 minute one hour courses that Mm -hmm. anyone can sign up and then some of the grocery stores also have um cooking Mm -hmm. uh, seminars so that's another one and and I know some homeschoolers they would sign their kids up like either one a month or one every two weeks and then they would have to come home and implement what they learned right. um, in the family. So I just wanted to mention there are other resources. It doesn't all have to be on mom, but right. And, and if they do this over the full year, that's an elective that you yeah. can use. Well, I don't know what it's like for, uh, in Canada, but in the States, uh, you have to have, it's, it's 60 to 75 study hours uh, include equals half a credit. So, you know, as long, so record keeping in this case, it, well, in any, any of the electives that we're, we mentioned here is, is paramount because even though it's an elective, if you're going to assign the credit, you know, when it's time to do the transcript, you do have to have the backup for that. So 60 to 75 hours would, you know, be a bunch of those courses, follow it up with a, you know, project at home. You can easily, you know, depending on the project and everything, you can easily come up with a couple, with a half credit doing a couple of them. Absolutely. Great. Good deal. All right. Well, if you have any other ideas, we would love to hear of some other creative electives you've done. So wherever you're listening to this, uh, you should be able to leave a comment below, whether you're on the blog or uh, Spotify. We'd love a review, of course, there too. Hint, hint. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please, you know, leave a comment below and let us know what kind of creative electives you've done with your team, because uh, we all learn from that when we when we share with each other. So, OK. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think remember. Oh, I was going to say, yep. We, I think that about wraps up this episode and uh, hope you found something helpful within our conversation. And Tracy will just sign us off now. You can homeschool. <laughs> it can be awesome. Enjoy your kids and enjoy the wonderful world of learning. Mm. Have a great week. (laughs) Take care.
Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy. 